Does he look like a bitch? I'm going to nutsack of a chin right off your face. I am serious. I don't call me show. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of A Level Up, the only podcast that's going to be real with you about Wonder Woman 84. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we'll get onto that later, mate. How was your Christmas, New Year, all that? Yeah, it was good, man. Yeah, it was good. I got, yeah, I got, I got Valhalla, so I'm, I'm all, I'm all sorted now. You're happy. You're happy. Yeah, I, mate, it's fucking lit. I've already played like 24 hours of it. Like, you know, you can check the time and see how yeah. long you've played. <laughs> what about you, Khan? Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was all right, you know. Um, it was nice to see the family and chill tier there. Four, tier four, south, what's it? Yeah, Southeast lockdown. Yeah, I got, I got home just before it, but it was mad. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was a lovely Christmas. It was nice. I was kind of saying, it's kind of like, what it was this year was the epitome of the year that we just had that is what Christmas and New Year was <laughs> yeah I mean I got pretty depressed about New Year because like it was just a bit like yeah oh. and then you, you said to me like plans. <laughs> yeah and you were like it's, it's just gonna have to be like a 2020 version of a New Year so I stayed in exactly. with my, my sister and we watched Point Break <laughs> yeah like, do you know what I mean like you just gotta yeah. make it what it is at the end of the day <laughs> but yeah no I think New Year New shit happening. Lots of exciting things to look forward to this year as well in regards yeah. to a lot of film and TV. And I mean, the one thing that didn't really change was Doctor Who was absolute shite. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get into this now? Uh, yeah, I want to get into this now. Uh, um, all right, okay, okay, here we go, okay. Right, so that episode, man... I, it, I could not fucking believe the state of that shit. <laughs> like, two companions left, and they were just like, oh, bye. <laughs> that was literally how it ended. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And, um, the, like, the premise of the episode was, like, the Doctor has been in prison for, like, nine months from the companion's perspective, and she gave them a TARDIS. And this is, like, the second... Uh, like, the first ever time that the companions have had access to a TARDIS. And they were, all they did with it was just, like, post, post-it post notes everywhere and try and work out where their Doctor was. Like, fuck, you would know how to get to, like, a space prison. Like, <laughs> and then and then the daughter turns up, and then the, both of the companions are like really angry because the doctor's been gone for ten months. It's like she's been in fucking prison. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> Basically, there was like um, this bit where one of the companions had like a really supposedly emotional conversation with the doctor, and it was fucking crap. So mm. I wanna uh, I wanna give you a little comparison, <clears throat> right? So this is. Okay. This is from series one when it came back in 2005. This is Rose arguing with the Doctor at that point. Who are you then, Doctor? What are you called? What sort of alien are you? I'm just the Doctor. From what planet? <laughs> well, it's not as if you know what it is. 
Where are you from? What does it matter? Tell me who you are. This is who I am, right here, right now. All right, all that counts is here and now, and this is me. Yeah, and I'm here too, because you brought me here, so just tell me. Right, so that's some quality acting there. You get enough of the characters, you understand this perspective, you keep in the character of a doctor, of the doctor, a mystery, and, and keeping it intriguing for the audience, right? So this is, this is from the latest episode. What's happening with your home, you know? What happened to you on Gallifrey? All life there destroyed. Thanks to the Death Particle and Koshamas. And the Master? What did he want with you? It doesn't even matter now. No, 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 don't give me that. Right? I see what you're doing. You're trying to avoid the subject. We've known each other long enough now. I know when something's changed. Me too. I'm not who I thought I was, Ryan. What I always knew to be the story of my life isn't true. I wasn't born on Gallifrey. Where I'm from, all the lives I've lived, <laughs> some of that has been hidden from me and I don't even know how much. Seriously? And how do you feel about that? Mostly... angry. While I was locked away, all I kept uh, thinking was... Lord, make it stop, please. If I'm not who I thought I was, then who am I? You're the doctor. Same as before, same as always. <laughs> no shit. I mean, <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, doctor, you've always been the same, and, and it's like, yeah, man, like, you're, you're great and that, so, like, don't be down on yourself, because you're, like, a good, you're a good person and that. It's like, fucking yeah. hell. I mean, that just shows the difference. Russell T. Davis, slap it, done, in 20 seconds. The, the Russell, the earlier clip was 20 seconds long. You got twice as much information, way more believable interaction between two people, mm -hmm. and there was there was energy there. There was excitement. There was like the, the fact that they were arguing with each other. They're like they're just away on this trip together, and then now they're having this argument compared to just oh I'm this I'm that you're that blah blah blah. It's like mm. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, man. I get you, you're upset. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's been, it's been, it's been released that she's leaving. So, what do you think's next for the franchise? I mean, what I'd much rather is the fucking writer left, Chris Chimble. Like, he's the guy that should leave. <laughs> Jodie can really do the best with that script, like as she can. Like, actors, actors don't really have much choice. They're just given what they're told to say, and then they have to say it. I don't blame her for leaving. Like, the the show has gone down to uh, TV ratings to of the level that it was in the 80s when it got cancelled like it got when it originally got cancelled in 1989 is at that level currently and it does kind of feel like a right. repeat of that era of doctor who so and and the issue now is because the quality has sunk so low it means that the quality of actor that they can now get as the doctor will be affected by that and, and like there's been a lot of fucking stupid news pundits that, that and never watched doctor who like kicking off and saying various bullshit like they reckon that they're gonna get like a youtuber in to play the doctor i mean i would actually kill myself if that happened like <laughs> joe sugg as doctor who <laughs> hi guys welcome to my vlog this is the tarnish like fuck off man 
<laughs> just like the BBC is just walking into an office being like yeah we want to make it more current man we want to make it more cool <laughs> who could we get in to like get it with that young like Gen Z audience though and we want to make it like TikTok you know like get that get that group of people on board <laughs> right okay wait so wait 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 wait. so we need to move on to the questions man this yeah. have you got a question for me as well this week yeah I do I do yeah alright okay so basically if you could have one pet that was part pet part android uh, what would the pet be and what would the attachments on the pet be <laughs> uh, that's brilliant I like that a lot I mean it would be quite interesting to have like um, a guinea pig as like a phone charger a portable phone charger <laughs> <laughs> Like, just imagine, like, plugging the USB stick into the... the... What, and that would be it? You just have the guinea pig with the phone charger in it. That nothing else. That's his only use, is a guinea pig and a phone charger. You'd never have to recharge it. It would always have power. Yeah, I know, but, mate, I'm thinking on, like, different levels. Like, in my head, I've got, like, a a robot fox because they're, like, nimble, (laughs) they're, like... They can like climb and they can do mad shit. Obviously, they're trained. It's got like, it's got like a little like monocle thing that's like <laughs> not mon- not a proper monocle. I know what not, you mean, like a little not, lens for an eye. Yeah, like, like a little lens out. here that goes over his eye. Yeah, and like a little headset, and you can like speak to him and that. And he's got like, <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know, like maybe uh, a money machine printed into his stomach <laughs> that'll be nice <laughs> um, I don't know just like different stuff like a, like a little storage um, unit for a can of drink or something like that <laughs> I reckon you know, uh, imagine like mixing a, uh, a drone with a crocodile like a massive fucking alligator crocodile and it like <laughs> and, his, and his feet are like the little the fans that like <laughs> just imagine one of them like flying at you <laughs> Just coming in, they come in like that as well, don't they? Like on the vertical, like staring at you, like. Yeah, that would be fucking lit. I like that a lot. That's like sort of like uh, Pokemon. Yeah, that's like war though. Like you're making like war animals, like things that can like fly into enemy base. (laughs) Sending the alligators over. I want to see that big time. Monkeys with built-in like. AK-47s into their arms so like (laughs) (laughs) that would be mad I can totally picture that in like a scene like there would be like the people like sort of like staking out through a forest and then the bullets would just start raining and all the monkeys would be like flying through the trees that would be fucking mad okay so this is now a film (laughs) Level Up's first production well no it's actually not because we've got the the bear one about the estate agent yeah. <laughs> Quite a different right. vibe. War monkeys. <laughs> right, have you got a question for me? Yeah, I do. Um, my question is, hypothetically, if you could storm a British institution, what would it be? <laughs> um... Obviously, going on from uh, what happened in America yesterday, them fucking storming the Senate. <laughs> Yeah. What would you go for? Uh, I don't know, man. I'm pretty. Maybe Windsor Castle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Windsor Castle would be cool. Like, I, like the, I like the idea of hypothetically storming the, you know, the MI5 building that's like on the Thames. Oh, mate. Don't say I shit like that. Some, there'll be some cool shit in there. Probably just an office. You can't say stuff like that. What actually happened? Hypothetically. 
Yeah, well, you had a little uh, spelling mistake thing, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, going back to Doctor Who arguments on Twitter, yeah. I, um, I had an argument with uh, Mike Graham from Talk Radio, I think it is, and he's got like 100,000 followers, and including Piers Morgan. <laughs> it's like, there was some clip. Uh, that they put out uh, advertising their show. They made Jodie Whittaker plank of the week, which is clearly some bullshit they do. Right. And and there were and there was some there was some there were two guys on there basically saying, oh, it's basically now it's Doctor Woke, and and they're all and it's all like trying to be like gender inclusive and openly gay characters, all this stuff sort of stuff. And then one guy went, oh yeah, they've done this thing now where it's like the Daleks are an allegory for hate. I was like. Well, yeah, that's the point of the Daleks, um, and I and then I quoted him saying Daleks on allegory for hate. Yeah, that's right. Uh, has this Larry King looking ass ever watched Doctor Who? But then I obviously spelt allegory wrong, and I spelt it as allergy. Uh, so Mike Graham <laughs> shared it and said, um, "Oh, I think you mean alle- uh, allegory, Dave." And then so I changed my name to Mike Graham. On, on Twitter, I, I call I call myself Mike Allergy Graham, <laughs> and then I commented like, "Well, I'm not the guy that thinks the Daleks are anything other than a metaphor for the Nazis, Mike." So yeah, well there that you go. Off. So it can happen. It can all happen live on Twitter. Actual yeah. beef about Doctor Who, man. Yeah, like this I mean, is what people are into now. It's just including I think yourself. My, my, lo- my lockdown fever has, has just got to a point now where I'm literally just a troll on Twitter and I'll roast the fuck out of any idiot that I see. <laughs> it's the only way I can get my Not frustration g- out. G- yeah, I mean the stuff that's happening already. 2021's off to a, like a banging start. So yeah, I mean it's fucked. All right, so we'll move on. Today we're we were we were a little bit struggling of what what to watch really weren't we we were like definitely cause it, like on the on the run up to Christmas we were on quite a good pace with it and obviously with Christmas getting in the way and then like Christmas is good because you can like do episodes based around sort of Christmas and like then then it's kind of sorted for you for like in the new year you like all oh, right I've got to continue but like, where do I go from here sort of thing so we were yeah. just kind of like we'll just this week we'll just show each other films that we we like and that think deserve a bit more praise and to to talk about them really so Aidan made me watch um uh what was it <laughs> fucking I completely Teen forgot Wolf. the name of it Teen Wolf Teen Wolf uh, with Michael, Michael J. J Fox came out in 1985 the director didn't really do much else uh other than I think they did the Teen Wolf sequel but um basically if you don't know the Teen Wolf uh plot it is an ordinary high school student discovers that his family has an unusual pedigree when he finds himself turning into a wolf. I think that's a good little bio, that. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, so I watched that, and then I made Aidan watch um, this film called Operation Avalanche, which came out in 2016. Uh, it's directed by an absolute fucking genius Canadian filmmaker, Matt Johnson, and I discovered him through a basically like a comedy 
sitcom show that was on Vice uh, called Nirvana the Show the Band and he was in that he wrote it uh, he directed it and and then he's also directed this film as well so I, I, I looked up the shit that he made what else he made and discovered this this film and it's basically a found footage documentary about how the moon land like in this world how they were faked uh, I'll give you a better plot than that uh, i got to find DB <laughs> um, in 1967 <laughs> four undercover CIA agents were sent to NASA posing as a documentary crew uh, what they discovered led to one of the biggest conspiracies in American history. So, yeah. Did you want to go first? We've got quite a lot to talk about that one. So, should we, yeah. should we go on that one? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll slap it first. So, um, Operation Avalanche. Coming coming into it, I wasn't really sure. Obviously, I know Dave gets into these kind of like weird like, films and sometimes I'm not into it. But for the podcast, give it a go. And... <laughs> Wow, I was just so impressed, to be honest with you. Um, I yeah. really wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did, and I thought that it was definitely a, a like a genuine like diamond in the rough, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I mean, all my notes here, you know how I work by now. Basically, the <laughs> acting is spot on, is spot on. They go in with every single thing. Fuck off, Siri, man. Dickhead. <laughs> yeah, the acting, Wow. It's just yeah. unbelievable. The conviction with the actors, everything that they're going. And obviously I got a little bit of background before like Dave was telling me about how some scenes they just went and did it. They did they couldn't they couldn't afford to get the rights to do it or the place to do it. It was all just kind of on the mark happening and they were making it happen. Um and like a filmmaker who's ready to also be as much in front of the camera as well as directing what's happening behind the scenes I think is just yeah. awesome so he's amazing and funny enough when you made me watch Nirvana the show the band the show the band the band the yeah. show <laughs> I didn't really enjoy it but the thing was is with this film he's stepping away from just harassing people on the street and doing like weird shit to just normal people that are trying to get on with their lives and he was doing something with a purpose to make this movie and this it, it pays off do you know what I mean so obviously we've got a few things I mentioned here his eyes when he's hearing the phone sex yeah so they bug the phone of one of the guys at NASA and basically they hear him having phone sex and there's just this really funny like pull away on the camera of him just like <laughs> staring he does those looks so well them, those sort of comedy looks to the camera like they're perfect definitely I mean it's so believable that he is a person it's like 50% more than his normal personality I'm sure but like it is him but he's playing yeah. this like larger than life version of himself and it just works so well because you genuinely believe everything you genuinely yeah. believe what's happening and then we've got what I was speaking to you about earlier Dave was the tapes that they're listening to and the stuff that they're watching is that all actual footage my assumption is, uh, this is my guess, they found all of the pieces of supposed evidence that conspiracy theorists say about the moon landings. Then they try to work that into the plot somehow. But they're so good at blowing that line. Is like, oh, was this an actual thing or was this is this something that they've made up? They really convincingly do all those elements. Like, there's a lot of scenes where they mix Matt Johnson in with green screen into, like, actual stock footage of, like, the NASA offices and stuff. And that was incredible. So it makes it really difficult, but I think basically what we're getting at here is, like, the world is totally believable and then they did such a good job at, at 
convincing you that this actually happened <laughs> like yeah and it happened and it happened in the 60s yeah like and with some of a bit less like film knowledge and a bit less understanding of the fact that you can fake that shit i think that could easily convince someone i can think of a few of our mates that you could easily just show that to and they'll be like oh it's real like this is an actual documentary that they found yeah no i 100 percent agree um yeah so i just wanted to ask you another quick question what's the yeah. what's the obsession in the film with stanley kubrick What's the vibe um, there? Because they keep yeah. mentioning him, obviously. They did that. Is it just that was the last person that they were working on? No, it, well, basically how it, how it is, is there's a wide conspiracy. This is probably one of the most well-known conspiracy theories of the moon landing, is that all the footage of like Neil Armstrong going on the moon and all that stuff was faked, and it was made by Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick was the one that was in charge of filming all this stuff to fake the moon landings so right. obviously they tied that in with the plot of the film to, for, for like a joke kind of thing because they go to him and they, they do a really convincing green screen interaction sort of like Forrest Gump style with Matt Johnson interacting with Stanley Kubrick and then Stanley Kubrick kind of fobs him off or something doesn't he so Matt Johnson has to go and like make it him himself and then that, that's the main bulk of the film is them actually building the set of the moon landing and, and getting a convincing like thing with it so Sand yeah and- everything yeah yeah they basically yeah they go to the set of 2001 space odyssey and then they they watch how stanley kubrick did it with like the mirrors and shit like that and the glass sheets and stuff and they basically just steal his idea yeah yeah it's very interesting i just i just wrote down here i just mean the the conviction of all the people playing the the main characters in that film yeah push this film from like a two three star film to like a four five star film yes easily just because if you had people in there that weren't um fully like game for it because they believed it so much you believed it so much and that just made it so much more interesting um Mm. another thing how much of that footage do you think is just stock footage how much how much time do you reckon i think i think there's a there's a significant amount in there particularly shots where they're not in they would have used they would have used a lot of the of, of stock footage um i think that's the other thing that makes it so convincing they sort of blend the stock footage really well with the footage that they shot and one of the yeah, methods that's what of, I was of the way they did that was they, they shot it all on like a DV camera and then it, they got it printed onto 16mm film and then they like Matt Johnson literally physically got the film and dragged it over the ground like to scratch it all up and then that created all them like scratchy sort of like uh, little dots that appear on the film and in, in the in, on the footage and that so yeah, they again. They 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 clearly spent a lot of time giving it that convincing look to sort of again, yeah, distressing like it and giving it a certain look. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Right, okay. What else have I got out here? <laughs> I just wrote down here: a film is doing the right thing if you're questioning reality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's what it kind of does. It kind of like it, it does. It does make you think about what's real and what's not real. And yeah, what, what can be fabricated. And I guess that was the vibe that they were going for, but they just yeah, I didn't think yeah, they of it just like did that it so too, well. Yeah. Because it's it's funny because it's you, you raise a good point there because 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 the film is about them faking the moon landing, but the film is them faking faking the moon landing. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it's it's very meta actually. Yeah, it's it's very it's very crazy. I mean, the, the set of the moon landing was spot on. Obviously, did oh, you say yeah. twenty sixteen it came out. Yeah. Yeah, so it's only a few years old, so I'm not surprised that they had the kind of opportunity to get that bit. That was probably what they spent most of their money on, I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Having that 
spot on set and I also just loved that moment I loved the moment when that bit when they were coming up with that famous famous line oh yeah <laughs> one small step for man one giant leap for mankind wow what like a it was just it just felt so original like it yeah. felt like it was the first time it was ever being said and it was just so yeah. exciting it was mental I got proper <laughs> into it man proper proper into I it think, I think yeah that's the other uh, thing that uh, we should probably mention as well is the, the mixture of comedy and drama was very good never at one point did it feel out of place like oh no. this is too far a comedy or this is too far a drama it was always within that good bracket of either yeah. and the serious moments were very serious and shocking like uh, what a character is dies and you see him he's hung in his garage it's it's such a heart-stopping moment when you see it but yet there were moments yeah. in it that really make you laugh out loud as well it's like <laughs> yeah um, i mean i've written here the end that i've just put the end fuck <laughs> um i mean that was just oh. Uh, I don't because he, yeah, he buries all hanging. the footage, doesn't he? He buries all the footage, yeah. and then he's he's and he like running away because like, obviously the CIA want to cut all the all the uh, loose ends, like, cut all the loose ends, so they're out to kill Matt basically, and he's like escaping and he's running around in the street like frantically, and then he he stumbles on the street where they're all watching the moon landings on the t in like a TV with shop window. And he just he's yeah. just there, and he just looks at the camera, and then it ends. Um, I, yeah, I've got I've got here. Well, you just wouldn't ever feel safe again, would you? If that if that kind of stuff no. happened, you just see those blokes watching you everywhere. And um, a big amen to whoever directed that car chase. I'm sure they had some sort of coordinator yeah. on there that was like just checking in on it. But that was one of the best directed car chase scenes I think I've ever seen. Yeah. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> and I was just thinking about the amount, because it, it was actually Matt Johnson driving as well. Yeah. So that means that he had to learn how to whip those old 60s cars around. <laughs> um, um, it just, yeah, it was just a, it was just a fascinating, it was just a fascinating film. Well done, because you, you really surprised me this, this yeah. week. You really, really, really <laughs> surprised me. I was not expecting to enjoy it and I was just in it the whole time okay, um, I'm, just, I, I'm, I'm so glad you liked it man like I, I just it's just it feels like a travesty that this film isn't more widely known about and Matt Johnson himself isn't like one of the most hot directors right now because he really deserves like all the praise that he, 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 he gets yeah. because he's such a I mean, fucking definitely... force Definitely deserves some recognition for some of the work that he's like, done. You know? His improvisation, his directing, his his writing, like his 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 also his um is a proper auteur in all senses of the word because everything he makes is always pushing the mark with what they're allowed to do legally and he has like a really good legal aid that he always speaks to when he's making films because he's always pushing the absolute limit. They filmed a lot of it in the actual NASA building and they lied to the people that were showing around because they said that there were like a like a student documentary crew and they were making a, like a film about NASA but mm. the whole time they were making this this fictional film <laughs> and then like there's bits where they interview actual experts and then what they would do is just get them to put on like a like a check checkered shirt to make them look more like they're in the 60s and then they'll just film mm -hmm. them i think i think mm. that's crazy matt johnson hasn't made anything since 2017 
So it's been a few years now, and I think uh, I've been reading online, and the rumours of this is because um, the last series of Nirvana, the show, the band, they they really pushed the mark, but it was fucking amazing. It was so funny. They go into this museum. It's all set in Canada, where they're from, and they go into this museum, and there's this like treasure map in the museum, and obviously the treasure map was a prop that they had put in the museum, and it was yeah. behind like a glass case. And I think the museum knew about it. There's this one scene where Matt Johnson smashes the glass, takes the, the map and legs it. All the security guard in, guards in the building like chase after them. And then Matt yeah. Johnson and uh, this other character called Bird is like his mate. They're literally legging it through the streets. Like, And this was all real with the security guard chasing after them and they're legging it through the streets and they go onto the underground and jump over the barriers and all this sort of stuff. Um, and then also when Matt Johnson smashed the glass there was like an undercover cop that was right there when he did it so they I think since 2017 they've been dealing with a lot of these legal issues to do with it so they've been uh, battling this court case which has stopped him from making anything so that's a real shame yeah, so it is a shame. And, and there's meant to be another series of Nirvana the Band that's coming out. It, apparently, they've got it all filmed. But the the channel it was on, Vice, has shut down. is no longer a thing. And no other networks have picked it up. So, I mean, it's, it's really shit that he's... He, like, he should be out there making stuff and releasing like this brilliant stuff that he's made. But he's clearly struggling with, with a lot of legal issues and almost being too daring and too risky with what he's choosing to make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely a, a like kind of a visionary filmmaker, and sometimes yeah. you have to push the boundary to make something new and original. Um, yeah, and you know he can't be excused from crimes, but like, under I guess it's just it's not up to us, is it? Do you know what I mean? No, like, yeah. he just needs to be he needs to be careful, I guess. Um, moving forward, right? Let's let's slap on, let's slap on. Yeah, right. right so so I got you Wolf. on Team Wolf. Yeah, did you want to talk about Team Wolf? Well, just... Uh, why did you make me watch classic. it? Classic. Why did I make you watch it? Well, I just... I remember watching this film. It's the epitome of the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> His 80s film. Uh, it's just so, like, silly. And rather than rather than the film kind of being about him being scary and him being a... Mm. Woof, woof, <laughs> it's kind of more about everyone just, like... Like, thinking he's really popular. Like, it's like he got some mad superpower or, or like, he... He like Captain America, and then he was really hot. Like <laughs> he literally just turns into a wolf, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's Wolfie! Yeah!" And everyone <laughs> loves him. He goes like parties and etc. 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 Like it's just a nice film, and I know you're not going to watch it, so I made you watch it. And obviously, it is what it is. It's one of those ones. But yeah, I mean, talk to me about it. What do you What do you think? What have you got to say? Uh, yeah. I I mean, I wasn't a huge fan of it to be honest. Um, yeah. I, it, and nothing really happened, really. It was, and it was a very sort of typical, no, no. like, progression in the storyline that, like, that I've seen in quite a few things that are sort of set with teenagers. Like, they start off as a nerd and then something changes and then they're cool and then they yeah, get too classic, mad man. with the power and then they realise where they've gone wrong and then they overcome whatever they need to overcome and find the best of both worlds kind of thing. It immediately was sort of reminding me of the similar themes to Christine, but obviously Christine went down a way more dark route with it. Mm. Um, but again, it's like a similar sort of era um, and, and sort of like that, that classic American high school sh- shit that you get, like the bullies and 
all of that sort of stuff and getting with the yeah. popular girl and then that not that's still being disappointing but mm. I, I mean in terms of things i did like about it i thought the um, the whole sound design of the film felt way ahead of its time um i don't really i can't really think of any other films that did that much with uh the sound design at that at that point um and like the yeah. very start of the film like everything sounds so harsh and when they're playing it's like you start off seeing mock j fox playing basketball when their team's shit and he's bad at playing it and all the sound is like so intense and like loud and and then it gets in like it makes it sound like you're underwater and he's like it's, you can clearly see that he's going through changes and i thought that was really effective and and i do it is an interesting thing to combine like puberty with like a horror kind of idea again yeah, yeah. i think that's cool um, and then yeah but it just kind of spammed me out that he didn't hide the fact that he was a wolf like that was like um like quite a different take on it that I hadn't yeah. really seen done before because usually they're like oh no I'm a vampire oh no I'm a wolf and then they have to hide it from everyone and then then they end up killing someone And all, but none of that shit happened in it I mean the, the worst that he did was like scratch that guy's shirt off in the prom like yeah. <laughs> they didn't even make him bleed so it's yeah interesting it kind of threw because... me off how tame it was yeah they've, they've, they have adapted Teen Wolf into a new series mm. um, and that is a lot more dark it's a lot more scary jumpy um and also still very laying with that classical american high school teenager storyline with the love and the bullies and all that kind of stuff um but it is good it is good and you've got the same guy that plays superman in the new um cw series superman and lois um he plays a character in in teen wolf and it is good i've watched it i've actually watched the first couple of series a few times it's not bad but it is still it's classic american teenager vibes but i mean yeah i I do i do kind of view it as one of those classics i know i I do say that it totally is a classic there's no two ways about that like there isn't much that happens but it's kind of like an enjoyable film to watch like i'll be Mm. happy to watch teen wolf at any point i could put that on in the day go around do my cleaning up make some dinner do whatever and i would happily just zone in and out on the telly with that with that film on it's one of those like and if if someone hasn't seen it if someone hasn't seen it you want to show them do you know what i mean you're like oh you should watch this because it's pretty funny it's like from the era it's like it it doesn't really like wow you but it's just like a funny (laughs) watch to say that you've seen it yeah, like, and, and it would also be like a good film to show like a seven or eight year old, like to get them started on like horror. Like, I know yeah. if I had kids, I'm going to want to be getting them on like cool films as soon as possible. Yeah. So to like ease them into that sort of thing, I think that would be like a good one because like I think it's not it's not scary enough to really scare a, a child, but like it's got like that sort of like sort of spooky ideas and spooky elements in it. Um, yeah, definitely, and, and it'll be a good yeah, it'll be a good one for that sort of age, like eight to twelve year old kind of thing. Yeah. What are you saying? Uh, Michael J. Fox absolutely hated it. Uh, yeah, yeah, he apparently he hated making the film, and he was really depressed because when they were filming it, like Steven Spielberg was down the road, like making like proper films in his eyes, and he was like, "I'm just here playing a fucking werewolf." So yeah, apparently he didn't really enjoy the the production, and he stayed clear of any sequels that were ever done of it, and he was never interested in returning. And but I mean, it's what, weird because the same you... year Back to the Future came out and totally launched his career. So yeah, well, he is kind of like that zany guy, isn't he? 
Yeah. I mean, if Team Wolf wasn't a thing, he may have not found that character. For... I mean, he's he's the Tom Holland of the eighties, isn't he? Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. What did you think about the makeup? Because I think the makeup's quite interesting. Because obviously, you have to you can't yeah, just I mean... give him a big wolf head because then he can't yeah. interact. I mean, I do prefer it when it is just a wolf. Personally, my, the best wolf that I've seen in a film, like the best werewolf, is in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, that's... I think that's by far the best wolf I've ever seen because they really combined a human and a wolf. Usually they go too much of one way, and they but they like he had the really long sort of pale body and stretched out arms of a, like a big sort of weird human. This based off the the Bray Book Beast. It's like an actual thing. Like the Bray Book oh, okay. Beast is like um, uh, a werewolf type thing with that same limbs like Lupin, basically. Yeah, it looks exactly yeah. like that. Yeah, it's kind of got a wolf head, and um, it 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 feasts on like roadkill on the side of the road right. and attacks cars and shit like that it's an actual thing yeah. apparently oh fuck All right. um, <laughs> and it, there's like um, things of it dating back years and years and years and years I was watching right. a documentary about it it's a bit scary but it's, <laughs> it's good but yeah I mean yeah like I, I, I prefer that kind of look to a wealth and also American Wealth in London I mean that looks a bit dated now that came out earlier that was like 1981 that came out but and then they just went for a full wolf in that as well they're doing something different with Team Wolf are you, you're seeing more of Michael J Fox in it because yeah. of what the story is it's not just him turning into a wolf and then running around as a wolf it's him living as a wolf-human hybrid yeah. and it basically he does like you say I mean you said it yesterday he really does look like Planet of the Apes um, yeah, it's very vibe. Planet of the Apesy. But yeah, I mean, they did a good job with it, considering it was like 1985, and um, they didn't go for the very sort of plasticky sort of look where like, a lot of things did yeah, then, no. where it, where it's so clearly just like something they stuck on, and it doesn't it doesn't move. You can see their like mouth moving underneath the plastic. They didn't go for that. They just yeah. like stuck a load of hair on his face and made his eyebrows bigger and gave him claws. Yeah, basically. But I mean, but the way that they did it meant that it was such an iconic look, and you don't mind like putting him with that. And then like, I think the classic thing is like him with all the hair on his face, and then wearing like a sort of like like a, that jacket, that yellow jacket, sleeveless that... jacket. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a good film, decent, yeah, standard like classic film that that everyone should probably see at some point. So not particularly breaking the boundaries in any way, but I did enjoy it. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, she want to slap on with a level up. Yeah, man. I don't know what my level up is, mate. <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Yeah. All right, then. Hit me. I'm ready. All right, okay, so my level up this week for Operation Avalanche is to just see Matt Johnson and his crew and his team make and delve into this conspiracy theory idea a bit more. Although in this one, it was technically them that was creating the conspiracy theory, I'd still like to see it in different eras where they're maybe trying to solve the conspiracy theory or delving further into that. I like the docuseries take that they're taking on this, but they're also making it very believable. It's kind of like a series, but with extra levels, and that's what I kind of love about that. So him exploring different different conspiracy theories, as I said, I don't know, I don't know how to say it anymore. It's conspiracy theories go in, go in on aliens, go in on the pyramids, go in on anything that you like because that's what that's what people that's what people want to see and I mean those characters and that conviction from Matt Johnson and the rest of his team are just unbeatable you can always create something amazing when you've got amazing people that are pushing boundaries 
Bang. Wait, yeah, totally agree, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I did read somewhere that he's working, he has been working on a time travel movie. Okay. Matt Johnson into the multiverse. Uh, yeah, like he just needs to, it, it, they just need to go into some more big things and go and like try and crunch through them. The moon landing was a great idea because it's also, it's long enough ago that people still, it feels like history, but it's also early enough that people still remember. So it's kind yeah. of like one of those things. So what's this saying about the time travel movie then? Uh, just trying to find it. No, I can't find anything about it. I can't remember where well, I read it. Well, anyway, yeah. yeah. It'll be interesting to see them quash some new stuff, yeah. basically. There's a lot of conspiracies that are about now that you could do. Maybe like, oh, I know what would be a flat earth one. Like, one would be really funny. A flat yeah. earth one would be really, really funny. Go in and... Paul McCartney being dead. Huh? Uh, there's that conspiracy theory about Paul McCartney dying in 1966 and being replaced with someone that look, just looks like him and has lived as Paul McCartney for the last 50 years. Madness. That would be, be cool crazy. That would be cool uh, there's, yeah. like, there's loads of weird like, clues in the Beatles albums covers and shit like, that people make, that have said. I, I mean, there is one weird one that I can't explain. Like, on the Sgt. Pepper album, when you put like a mirror in... Like split the the drum in half, and then if you look at the mirror reflection, it says Paul he die, and then nineteen sixty six in Roman numerals, and then there's like a little arrow pointing up to Paul, uh, which is weird. <laughs> that is fucked, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean it'd be interesting to see that. Do you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. Anything, as yeah. long as they're fully convicted into and they're fully invested into what's going on, I'm happy to watch them go and try and work out something and getting into well tight in. spots with people um, because that was that that was that was what made it great uh, yeah. but yeah right come on your turn I think you can uh, you can do something I think I've got something oh, um, okay you got it Dave first level up of the year don't fuck it <laughs> <laughs> right my level up is doing Teen Wolf but saying it in the 1800s in America sort of steampunk oh. era what cool what would the like teen wolf of that time be? I'm thinking like the you know like the first scene in X-Men Origins Wolverine? Like something like that sort of vibe. And then he ends up being a bit more of like a superhero, like using his skills to like actually do shit like like running up a, like a, onto a moving train and fighting some like cloaked man in a top hat that wants to take his blood. And, and put it into like other people and, and use that as a thing or whatever. Um, I'd totally love to see a lot of action scenes of, of like some guy as like a young werewolf uh, in the 1800s. I've just got these images in my head that I just think would be cool. Like almost like um, what they did with the Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp, something like that, a plot line like that. I think that would be really cool. Ooh. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. Very well, different we've seen, Yeah, well, what we've seen from from the countless versions of Teen Wolf that we have is that it's spanning over different genres. And so why not Why not go in and make a bit more of a dramatised story yeah. with a bit more action and make it more interesting by setting it way back when... You know, you can even get into the kind of witches, werewolves, pagans. Yeah. Kind of fleck there. Um, Teen Wolf, eighteen eighty four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. So 
yeah, I mean that's what that's what I think. <laughs> Bang on, I like that sure idea. Right. I'll be I'll be interested to see that. Uh, but now it's time to sit down with Christine, have a cup of tea, <laughs> um, and chill out. So we're gonna we're gonna Red head bush. on over to Christine's corner. And now we're here. We're sat down, Christine's corner. Lovely, beautiful, beautiful corner. <laughs> right okay so um, this week we asked Christine what historical figure would you like to read you a bedtime story and here's what we've got my first thought is Charles Dickens he tells a good story and I know he did public readings but he may be too pompous and creepy for bedtime yeah, yeah. Fair. so I'll choose Julienne of Norwich a visionary during the plague of the Middle Ages. She wrote, all will be well again, and that will help me to sleep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the kind of stuff we need to be hearing for this year as well, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> all, all will be well again. All will be well again. Yeah, I, I love that question, Dave, as well. It's a really, oh, yeah. like, it's a really Christine Corner question. I like it. Yeah. Um, who would you go for? I don't know, like, my first thought is Churchill. I feel like he's got that sort of nice granddad voice that yeah. you know, it would be nice, like, if he was, like, reading Harry Potter or something like that. Mm. That's, yeah, that's kind of... Uh, William Shakespeare would also be quite cool to actually hear it from his... hear something from his voice. Oh, yeah, that would be cool to see the... one of the William Shakespeare's read a play. <laughs> it would also be cool to hear Harold Penter read one of his yeah. plays yeah yeah that would be interesting I don't know I mean there's there's people as well I mean Freddie Mercury imagine if he like sung you a little bedtime story just <laughs> nice and quietly that would be lovely wouldn't it <laughs> and he tries to shag you <laughs> alright a bit much isn't it but yeah like I don't know like it's weird I don't know if I'd fall asleep to a bedtime story you have to have total silence when you fall asleep, don't you? I'm I'm a guy that needs like a podcast or some sounds. Something. Yeah. Something. Something. Fair enough. Um, well, actually, while we're in Christine's corner, um, I do actually have one thing that I need to show you. So you know our number one listener, Mr. Jack Dexter. Oh yeah. Yeah. Happy New Year, Jack. By the way, <laughs> um, I got a message from him over Christmas saying basically. He has spent a lot of hours playing this game. Now, I don't want to get the name wrong, so I'm just going to get it up. Da, 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 da. All right, okay, here we go. So, first off, he said, uh, loved the Christmas episode. Um, mm. And he especially liked your idea, David, of Krampus being an animation. So, mm. very well done for that. Um, he said uh, that idea really stuck with him, and now he really wants to see it. <laughs> um, and also, that he's got a weird request for us. Um, so he's played this game called Ark. Basically, you have to tame dinosaurs, which you use for various things during the game, uh, and you get all kinds of colours and markings and stuff on them. And because it's Christmas, they've put out like Christmas colours. So he's made like superhero vibey colours for his dinosaurs. He can't think of any decent names. <laughs> He just asked us. Uh, and then I was like, yeah, cool. Like, what are you thinking about names? And, I mean, he just said, um, well, one of the ones I've just called fucking Colin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and there was only one that, I, one that I suggested was the biggest one. Could be called Big Cunt. 
<laughs> yeah, big car. That's, that's a name. So, what are we saying? We can see the lineup here. We got the big red bird, the little rat. The big red one. The kind of. I like the look of him. Right, uh, what are we saying about him then? Well, Tony. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> all right okay there's your first name it's tony tony the big red bird got this tony jackson thing tony jackson okay that is a that's a pretty cool superhero name tony oh yeah jackson. true okay um, all right then we've got this like android looking raptor vibe which one's that is that along green feet no that's the one like next to tony oh uh, yeah i see it yeah yeah he looks like a puss <laughs> <laughs> I would call him Puss One. Puss One. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's David's naming. All right, okay. And then you've got Kangaroo Guy. Oh, yeah, Kangaroo Guy. Maybe that's the name, Kangaroo Guy. <laughs> kangaroo Guy. Kangaroo Guy. Okay. Kangaroo so Cunt. Kangaroo. <laughs> okay, so there we go, Jack. Your officially named dinosaurs are Tony, the big red cunt, Puss, Puss One. Kangaroo Cunt, Oh, Puss One, sorry. Kangaroo <laughs> Cunt and Big Cunt. And if you want to, you can call one of them Level Up with Aiden and Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Catch a dinosaur with two heads and then and then get on that. But yeah, anyway, thanks, mate, for messaging in. As, as usual, you're always welcome. Um, hopefully, if we start making some money, uh, we'd like to send you out um, just a print of some sort, something that we make. T-shirt. Um, just because we... <laughs> Just because we appreciate you. Anyway, is that everything? Yeah. For yeah. That. All right. Well, let's uh, let's close up that bookshelf then and uh, leave Christine corner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. Well, we got we got a fair amount to talk about. Um, yeah. <laughs> in regards to news, um, did we want to start off by just doing our films? Most anticipated films of 2021. Right, okay. We've, uh, we've grafted um, together a little uh, list. So obviously there's so much shit coming out this year we've totally forgotten about because they got pushed back. It was meant to be out last year. So we thought we'd do a list. Do you want to start from the bottom? You do 10, I'll do 9, so on. All right, let's do that. Yeah. All right, okay, go for it then. Oh, no, let me fuck me this year. Uh, right. <laughs> All right. So level up. Ten. ten most anticipated films of. I think I said anticipated. Anticipate, anticipated. Level ups. Ten most anticipated films of 2021. <laughs> Go. Number ten. We've got West Side Story, directed by Steven Spielberg, which is going to be exciting. This is his first ever musical. Yeah, and I think the other version came out in the 50s. So to see if it holds up. It's going to be, to, in comparison, is going to be a big challenge for him. Yeah, well, you've got the main guy from Baby Driver in there as well that's going to be the oh, main... Oh, Ansel... Ansel something, yeah. his name, is it? He's yeah. playing Tony, so... And he's mm. a fantastic singer, so... And dancer as well. All right, okay. Um, at number nine, we've got Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, I mean, we're all game to see it, but I love the original yeah. Ghostbusters film. Uh, this looks like it will be probably the best Ghostbusters sequel. I would say it would even beat the second one because that's absolute shit. And um, also, I mean, you've got Paul in Rudd. It. <laughs> yeah, Finn Wolfhard. Oh, yeah. And you've also got one of the old guys coming back for a kind of cameo. Is it Bill Murray's coming back? Yes, Bill Murray. Yeah, Bill yeah. Murray's coming back for a cameo. Yeah, crack on. All right, number eight. Number eight, we've got The North Man. Man, I'm fucking lit about this, mate. 
Robert Eggers, who did The Vivitch and The Lighthouse, and he's doing another one. It looks like it's set in, like, Iceland, in, like, back in the day, like, sort of Viking times or something, and and there's, like, a murder in, like, a small community, and then it all kicks off, and you've got Willem Dafoe is fucking coming back to work with Robert Eggers, and I'm excited to see Willem Dafoe again. And you also got Nicole Kidman and Anya Taylor Joy, and one of the one of the Skarsgård brothers right. is, uh, yeah. is turning up in it. So yeah, I mean, fucking awesome cast. Robert Eggers has got to a point in his career now where he can get bigger and bigger people in his films, which is exciting. Yeah, I mean that's a big star-studded cast. Yeah, I mean, um, this this entry into the top ten is a bit more of like a film buff entry. It's going to be fucking awesome, and I can't wait. And they've, they've yeah. finished shooting at the end of 2020, so it should be coming out this year, but there's no like actual release date yet. So we'll see you on that show. Cool. Nice. All right, at number seven, we've got um, The King's Man. So um, it's a prequel Man. to The King's Man. Uh, <laughs> the King's Man is a prequel to The, the Kingsman Service with Taron Egerton, and yeah, yeah I th- I'm pretty excited about this. I, New I cast. Want, I, we wanted them originally back in episode two, back in April, man. We originally wanted, didn't we, to see a, an older version. Ah, right. Okay, um, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Kingsman, we wanted to see this kind of... I think it was already released then, but we were just really excited mm. about the idea of Kingsman being taken back a few hundred years. And I would have been mm. happier to see it go back further, but I guess yeah, yeah. when you're British, like everyone always just talks and thinks about wars all the time, so that's what you're going <laughs> to get. Well, but isn't I, it? Yeah. Yeah, I think we've got the chance for this to be a very, very good film, and we're also bringing in new blood as well. Yeah, yeah, new actors got um, new actor playing the, like the main lad, and then you've got uh, Ralph Fiennes being the sort of the mentor as well, which is going to be cool. Mm, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see that. Number six, we've got Venom. Let there be carnage, and that's coming out in June. Yeah, I mean we're a bit iffy about this. We've talked a lot about how uh, the Venom film didn't really pull through the first one but this new one's directed by Andy Serkis so it might be a bit better but then they've also still got fucking Tom Hardy doing a shitty American accent and and we're not sure about the casting of Woody Harrelson for Carnage but we haven't seen it yet but yeah so we're we're sort of on the fence about how good this is going to be but it's still highly anticipated for us isn't it yeah it sits pretty at number six doesn't it yeah it's very, very, it's very, very up and down the board. It could go either way, but I think number six is where it can sit comfortably, um, which mm. moves us on to number five, which is Morbius. Um, now I shouted this to go in front of Venom two only because yeah. I think Jared Leto needs superhero redemption from being in Suicide Squad and just what a car crash that film kind of turned out to be. Um, and I think that from what we've got from the trailer. I think Morbius looks pretty good. A lot of people are not mad about it, but, you know, I make my own mm. opinions on films if I like them or not. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good spin, and Morbius is a massive character in the MCU, and if this goes well, mm. this could be the lead-on to this whole kind of Marvel Vampires universe, which is also probably going to appear in the next kind of 10 years. Yeah, well, I mean, like just going off that, I saw um, uh, on Twitter, I don't know how true it is, but Sony and Disney have agreed to continue working together and they've basically split Tom Holland to be working on like the MCU for another trilogy and then he's also going to do a trilogy with Sony at the same time. I don't know how that's going to pan out, but I mean, that's, that's a good sign that they're working together because they've both got assets 
need to be together really like sony owns spider-man mm. and venom and then disney own all the rest it's like well it needs to be together so them working out a way of doing both and planning out their their stories and their story ideas for for it both to work is the best outcome for the fans really because at the end of the day we, we get that and we get more Twice spider-man films <laughs> yeah i mean with morbius as well because i also we've got we've got this next blade haven't we coming through yes 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 so yes. i think that is also another link this probably morbius is going to test it and then they're going to be able to see what the fans want from this kind of vampirous side of the marvel universe and adjust the new blade probably trilogy i'm assuming hmm. to be um, you know, better or worse or the same. Basically, what I'm saying is, it's highly likely that we might might even see Blade in the Morbius um, like sick. cut after. And it's also highly likely that if Morbius goes well, they're going to be them two stories are going to intertwine, which will be really mm. fucking cool. Uh, right, move on, go for it. For number four, <clears throat> uh, yeah, number four, we we put this at joint at number four, Shang Chi and Black Widow. Yeah, I mean they're both MCU films. I'm kind of more both excited about Shang-Chi because I don't know what to expect. Yeah. But, I mean, they're both kind of sitting in that similar kind of level. and I think I think because we've known about it for so long now, the anticipation yeah. dies after a while. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When you've seen yeah. the action figures on the shelf and you've seen all the merch and you've seen the pyjamas, you're kind of, like, over it before it's already come out. And I think that's really the only reason why they've prob- they've probably fallen off the top spot because we were so ready for them and because the coronavirus didn't come and now we're just kind of like now there's more and more and more and more and more stuff coming out it's falling mm. it falls down the table but we're still just as excited about it I really do think they should have just put Black Widow on Disney Plus by now. I think yeah. they, were, they were they were a bit too too much pussies about it, really. Like Black Widow is not, as far as we know, is not a major part of this next phase. And Black but Widow I'm is, is popular, Black Widow, but, but not Mulan. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they should just fucking get it out there. Like it's, it's not it's not yeah. one that you necessarily have to see in the cinema. It's not like. It's not like Endgame putting that just putting out on Disney Plus. It's, it's yeah, fucking... that would be catastrophic. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Um, number three. Here we go on the top three. Um, number three, we've got <laughs> Last Night in Soho. Uh, David, do you want to take the helm on this one? Yeah, Edgar Wright's new film. It's his first uh, non-comedy film, and mm. yeah, I'm fucking lit. Like, cause he he's proved himself. He can do action. He can do uh, more drama with Baby Driver, and and he still manages to keep his style and keep his sort of authorship and integrity there. So yeah, I'm excited mm, yeah. about this, and and the idea I think is based around some kind of uh, setting in Soho in London in the 1960s, and I'm instantly into that setting. That's gonna be sick, yeah. and it looks like some kind of virusy, uh, like uh, lots of people getting infected or being in under the same kind of uh, spell, that kind of vibe, uh, based off yeah, the okay. images and what I've read about it. Uh, this also has Anya Taylor-Joy in it as well and Matt Smith so uh, yeah two okay, actors I, okay. I really like so yeah I'm, I'm buzzing to see that that's going to be coming out in when's that coming out uh, April so not long now oh pretty soon nice yeah alright okay M- moving on number two number two we've got Suicide Squad uh, that's coming out in August yeah. um, this looks yeah. great I mean they did so well the DC fandom on that one didn't they they just fucking yeah, slapped we out all the about... trailers 
all the yeah, behind the scenes they... shit, all the cast, James Gunn. I mean, it's just like set in the seventies. Like, what's not to like? I love that. I love the balls of uh, Warner Brothers as well, just to uh, go straight in with a, a remake of a film that they did like four years ago. <laughs> not even that long. Yeah, like, now nah, fuck I'm, that. I'm... We're doing it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, bun this off. All right, let's try again one more time. Okay, one time for luck. Let's get James Gunn in. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, bang on. I just, I just think, yeah, it's it's easily the most anticipated, and I think the only reason that it's it's challenging the top spot is just because of what we've seen before, and mm. um, and obviously those those precursors that we have to really strongly believe in something, and then we go and see it, and it's shit. I don't think that's going to happen, but, mm. you know, we could have seen the whole movie in the trailer, and we might be saying that in a year's time. I don't know. Um, we're just going to have to wait and see, but I think, I think it's positive anyway. Um, yeah. And taking the top spot this year, we've obviously got Spider-Man 3, big Marvel fans over here, I've enjoyed yeah. Homecoming. We've enjoyed Far From Home. We've enjoyed him in um, in all the Avengers films leading up to the end. Like it's it's obviously going to be the tie-in to this kind of like whole fucking crazy multi-dimensional madness thing. So yeah, I mean that's got to be I'm, yeah, it's going to be so crazy. And it's it's madness coming out this year. Like it feels yeah. like the. It, like it's been so long in the coming in the making and then it's coming out this year i mean it is coming out in december so we've got to wait basically a year but yeah i mean like, like it's whatever it is is going to be crazy i just hope yeah. that we're in the cinema by then i just hope that yeah same. <laughs> really really hope, hope. yeah this is all this is all um you know standing on whether we can actually go and see stuff because i think there'll still be apprehension I can't handle to put another stuff year out. without any films <laughs> Yeah, no, oh, no, I can't. We can't I need do to it. be back in the cinema like every month. Yeah, yeah. All right, so just very, very quickly, um, we'll crack on. Have you got any other news? Any other news uh, for us? I'm just getting up our any thread. News? Uh, well, I've got, I've got a bit of news. I've got a bit of news. So, um, entire original Power Rangers team may be returning for the upcoming reboot. Uh, this is the reboot that I've talked about previously with Jonathan Entwistle producer of End of the Fucking World and it's looking like it's going to follow a bunch of modern day rangers being sent back to the 1990s um, where they'll attempt to return to their own home um, and obviously that that has piqued fans interest because that is that is when the original ones is set um, so we can I guess by this kind of maybe think that they're going to use this de-aging technology potentially mm. um, with the with the with the old rangers and already we've got Jason David Frank which is the green ranger and Amy Jo Johnson which is the original pink ranger they've already said that they're game in for it and they're involved in some capacity so yeah I think now we've heard the whole team's coming back too it's looking quite likely that they're going to be some sort of plot plot point um, mm. to do with the original series which is what we want to see so that's good what else have we got here we've got Keanu Reeves in talks to play Ghost Rider interesting what do you think about that because I think that could uh, be a shout it could be a shout yeah I, I'd rather see him play a character with a bit more going on do you know what I mean I guess so but I mean 
is that just maybe a Ghost Rider that we've not been able to see yet? True, that's true. Because yeah. I mean, because he, the actors aren't good, good enough. It. I mean, he looks like a biker. He's got that skull as well, that Ghost Rider skull. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they've actually like made a picture of him here with the half him, half skull, and it looks very good. Oh, to be fair, that does look cool. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I think I think I'm game for that. I mean, I definitely don't want Nicolas Cage back. So, like, I can see him doing the sort of the John Wick sort of style of acting with it. Yeah, I think it'll be like John Wick forward slash as dusky as Joker. You know how the, the kind of yeah. look of Joker. I think it'll look yeah, like yeah. that if they yeah. do a, another origin film for Ghost Rider because they really need to nail it because the other mm. one is just kind of like a bit of a laughing stock um, other <laughs> thing I've got here is um, uh, Ready Player 2 in early stages according to mm. author Ernest Klein I like that that sounds good I like that too Dragon Spielberg will be one. on board I mean I don't see why not but then I can also see him be like nah someone else can do it but I mean did we really think whoever- that it was a, a big release uh, I don't think it did as well as people uh, were expecting, but I know whoever, if it is a different director that takes over, they're not going to really change the the style or anything that much. I think they'll go for a very similar thing. I think it'll be hard to tell that it wasn't Steven Spielberg that directed it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it'll be one of those ones. Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. What else have we got here? Do um, we want to talk about Wonder Woman? Yeah, one second on that, because that's <laughs> going to be a thing. Um, we've got Disney reportedly developing a young Ripley alien movie so that could be pretty cool we'll see yeah um, I don't know I, I feel like we've had enough of the alien prequels to be honest it's like how many more do we need I mean uh, yeah, one, I know, one way to go with it now would just be a complete reboot and do it as a TV series I think that's the only thing the that we thing haven't is, seen why why alien sucks is because they took away the bit that everyone wanted to know about, which was which was Ripley and the team. People yeah, got invested with those characters and then all of a sudden they just kept making movies where they're not part of the plot or not part of anything. And I think that's what changed it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, also, we got a shout here from me and I told you it was going to happen. Zac Efron is the odds-on favourite to be cast as Fantastic Four's Human Torch. You heard it from us first. That's definitely going to happen. And yeah. I think he'll be pretty good at it. I'll be honest with you. He's a different mm. bloke now. He gets yeah. very into his roles um, and works hard. I did hard, like him so. in the Ted Bundy film. I thought he was good in yeah. that. Uh, yeah. He showed me that he can do some serious acting. So, yeah. Yeah, there's... Mate, there's... I actually sent you so much news. I'm not sure if we've already said this, though. I've got here, Marvel reportedly building up to an X-Men versus Avengers movie. I don't think I've said that crazy. before. Yeah, that no, would be mental. Um, but they're obviously going to have to build the X-Men universe first. Mm. <laughs> um, and we've also got Ron Perlman says he still hasn't given up on Hellboy 3. Oh. Oh. Whoa, that's cool, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, I was never. I don't really. I'm, I'm not a fan of Hellboy. I'll be honest. I think it's a bit. Shit. I think the original ones are brilliant. I'll be honest with you, man. I can't. I can't get into them. Oh, I just like them. I just think they're very. I just think they look great, and I love Ron Perlman as well as Hellboy. Yeah, he's, he's good. Brilliant. He's brilliant as Hellboy. Very quickly, should we just give off our honest opinion of Wonder Woman to kind of tie up the episode? <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, we watched it. Just first. The first forty minutes were decent, but then 
didn't really go anywhere. And then when you really think about the film more than a minute, you're like, oh, wait, none of that works. Yeah, well, There's it's so many like, things that just didn't make any sense. The laws of physics didn't make any sense. I mean, they spent... It was like they spent, like... They put Wonder Woman on a treadmill and then and then put a green screen behind her. It looked like that. Like, it was just not good. Um, the fact that she just learned how to fly. Um, she didn't even learn. She just did it. She just took off. Yeah, like, it just... This it it, it all kind of felt ill-fitting. It was just kind of disappointing. I, I don't know, like... It pisses me off so much because I really want to enjoy them. I don't. I don't want to mm. sit there and be like, "This is rubbish." Like, I want to sit down and enjoy it. But you just pick so many holes in it, don't you? Unintentionally, you're just like, Ugh. like, yeah. You didn't like the first kind of bit with the warriors and the like Olympics vibe, but I kind of enjoyed no. that bit. I thought that bit was pretty good. I just but didn't then the, like the bulk of the film is um, they've got this this crystal that can make wishes come true. And then at the end, the big sort of turning point where Wonder Woman saves the day is like basically telling everyone to relinquish their wish. But that doesn't make yeah. any sense. Like who out there who wished for their son's cancer to go away would relinquish the wish? Like, yeah, it, it, it just didn't work. And then I don't get why she wished for her boyfriend to come back. But then he came back, but in someone else's body and she shagged him while the man whose body it was was totally unconscious of what was going on, so she effectively raped a bloke. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, why, why couldn't he just come back? I don't get it. Like, I, I say this with a heavy heart. I do, I do, I don't mean any offence, but I, I don't think Gal Gadot is an amazing actress. I agree. She doesn't give, yeah. she doesn't give us enough as, as Wonder Woman. Um, She's very I don't know I, I don't know what flat. it is but I don't know what what, what could change but I just it's well, just I mean, not a lazy doesn't feel comparison like Woman. would be to compare it with uh, Captain Marvel and the way Brie Larson played that character was very sort of flat and very didn't ch- wasn't very chatty like but she was meant to be someone that worked in the American Air Force and like I can imagine the type of person that would work in that industry would be like that. Whereas Gal Gadot as Diana is just like, she doesn't have a clue what's going on the whole time. It seems like she doesn't understand it's, it's anything. It's kind of what we said, isn't it? Yeah. It's like with Marvel, if someone picks a plot hole, you can find an argument point on that plot hole and be like, well, there. don't forget about this because there's also this in my argument for the whole Captain Marvel, that theory there mm. with her kind of being a bit deadpan is actually the fact that through this whole time through that whole movie she's working out that she is Captain Marvel and she's piecing bits of the puzzle together and she's obviously dazed with confusion she doesn't know what the fuck's going on she's got all these people coming after her she can suddenly do mad shit like do you know what I mean she's just yeah totally yeah it it was like the process and I'm hoping probably and what we've seen time and time again with Marvel is that once we see them in that next film, that character's going to have developed quite a bit and it's not going to be the same. She's going to be more playful. She's going to see that. But mm. I don't see that character development with Gal Gadot's Diana. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, it doesn't come yeah. through because it's not there, to be honest with you. And like I think, I, think, I think it was you that said that Chris Pine carried the emotional heart of that movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If Chris Prime wasn't there, like it would just be, it couldn't be carried by those couple of other core characters. No, 
it just yeah it wasn't there wasn't someone he was the only character in it that really took the lead and took control of the plot and actually it's weird that it's called a Wonder Woman film the film is mainly about Chris Pine's character he's the guy that actually saves the day in the end and tells Diana that she should relinquish her wish and get her powers back she doesn't really seem like she's in control of the situation which is bad if you're doing a film with yeah. like a, a female superhero, like it's good, but you, you wanna you want it to compete with a, a superhero where there's a, a man in the role. And if you're gonna do it as a woman, you don't want to make the woman seem like she's clueless because then th- that just like adds to the sort of like general like narrative that women are, don't know what they're doing, like stupid and all this stuff. Sort of stuff. And the, matter, and the man needs to do it to co- sort of it, it come in and sort it out, which is basically what the story was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's just a shame, isn't it? But I mean, I yeah. think now we're at a point with these DC films where we're like, okay, can you just get on with your next? What we're hoping is going to happen is as soon as this Suicide Squad drops in August suddenly the tables are going to turn and Marvel are going to have some competition again. Um, Because really the last few years have been plain sailing. It's actually just like make any film and it's going to be better than the DC films. Make a film with a tree and a talking raccoon and it will be better than the DC films. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 All right. Are we going to roast someone this week? Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, should we do Diana from Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman? That's what I mean. Wonder Karen. Wonder Karen. Uh, Yeah, Uh, we can do if you want. I feel a bit mean. Who else could we do? Donald Trump, all things considered. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we've not done him before, have we? No. Yeah, he'd be quite a funny one to do. All right, okay. Let's send it. Um, All right. Okay, Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump. He's the kind of person that um, wakes up and eats a bag of Watsits before he has his morning coffee. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat and quote uh, Frankie Boyle. He's the type of guy that has so much compacted meat in his colon that when he shits, he basically has an abortion. <laughs> He's the kind of guy who blatantly, obviously, sees the queue and still just walks in the front like <laughs> yeah. a prick. Um, <laughs> He's the type of guy that, um, when his ass cheeks rub together, he creates kinetic energy. <laughs> He's the kind of guy that stands on a 45-degree angle. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he? He leans like he leans like his stomach. Yeah. He's like out like a chicken. <laughs> um, but it's because he's, he's got such a fat ass, and then he wears like platform shoes as well to make himself look taller. Yeah, <laughs> he's the kind of guy um, that before he comes into a room, like someone else comes in before and says, "All right, um, yeah, we're just about to start the interview. Um, just one thing: uh, don't mention his hair and don't look at it." Can you imagine. <laughs> yeah. He's, you know, if like anyone like mentioned his hair or anything, you know, he'd get proper upset about it and proper bullshit and start being a dickhead. <laughs> like he's, he yeah. strikes me as that kind of bloke. He's the type of guy that you would euthanise in a care home. <laughs> <laughs> he's the kind of guy who deserves a slap around the face. <laughs> 
he's the type of guy that could live off his own body fat for six months. He's the kind of guy who could get naked and sit on an island with a family of seals and just pass as as <laughs> the, that family of seals. Student watches porn and gets naked. What the fuck are you on One of them sound clips from uh, TikTok. Oh god, Dave, some that TikTok vibe. Giving in. Yeah, all right. Okay. Well, should we leave it there? Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's six thirty. I got shit to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Fuck off, dude. Um, yeah. Well, as usual, obviously. Um, let's give them. Let's let's ask him something this week. Um, let us know your comments on Wonder Woman eighty four if you're listening. Um, give us a message. Uh, message us on Level Up podcast. Find us on Instagram. Um, you'll find us there. Level Up with Aiden and Dave. If you type that in. Um, you'll see us loud and clear we're bright yellow Um, and check out all our social medias Um, and yeah well thanks for watching Um, and that's it that's it that's it bye bye